Want to make smart trading decisions fast? Decision Tech from Fidelity can help. You'll get heads-up alerts on market events and insights that can inform your buy and sell decisions. Plus, you can trade fractional shares with zero commissions for online U.S. stocks and ETFs. Never miss an opportunity. That's Decision Tech from Fidelity. Get started at fidelity.com slash trading. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Wednesday morning. Donald Trump indicted again. Accused in a crime against America and democracy itself. It is August 2nd. This is today. Charged. The former president facing four new criminal counts over his efforts to remain in office after losing the 2020 election. Unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. It's described in the indictment. It was fueled by lies. The 45-page indictment laying out the case against him starting on Election Day and culminating on January 6th. Trump now ordered to appear in court. This morning, the reaction, the impact on the 2024 race, and our one-on-one with Mr. Trump's attorney. In court, the suspected Long Island serial killer facing a judge and victims' families for the first time. Just ahead, the massive amount of evidence behind his arrest and why investigators say there is more to come. Breaking overnight, touching tribute. JFK's daughter and grandson recreate the swim that saved the lives of his PT boat crew during World War II. The moment, 80 years in the making, and our exclusive interview with Caroline Kennedy. Lizzo lawsuit, the music star sued by her own former backup dancers who say they suffered harassment and body shaming. She would pick and choose when she wanted to be professional and when she wanted things to be personal. Inside those troubling accusations. Today, Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on this busy Wednesday morning. It is. We're going to get right to our top story, the latest and the long-expected indictment against Donald Trump. Special counsel Jack Smith going before the cameras to deliver the news late yesterday afternoon. This indictment includes four charges against the former president tied to his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. It also also references six co-conspirators who took uh, action alongside Mr. Trump, although they have not been charged. With any crimes. This is the third indictment this year against Donald Trump, who faces mounting legal troubles. Just as the 2024 campaign is ramping up, we've got complete coverage, including our interview with a member of Trump's defense team just ahead. But let's start with NBC's Garrett Hake in Washington on this indictment. Garrett, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. This indictment lays out in detail what prosecutors describe as a series of conspiracies, all led by Mr. Trump to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Now, this is conduct that already led to Mr. Trump's second impeachment, now his third indictment. The former president commanded to appear before a judge here tomorrow. This morning, Donald Trump accused of grave offenses against the country he once led and the Constitution he swore to protect. The former president indicted by a federal grand jury on four felony counts, accused of conspiring to overturn the 2020 election he lost to President Joe Biden. That effort, according to special counsel Jack Smith, culminating in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant 
targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The sweeping 45-page indictment charges the former president with conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against people's right to vote and have their votes counted. Prosecutors say despite losing the election, Mr. Trump was, quote, determined to remain in power and spread lies that he had actually won. But prosecutors say Mr. Trump knew those claims were false. The indictment outlining that the former president was told there was no evidence of election fraud by key officials, including the vice president, Justice Department leaders, the director of national intelligence, and even state courts. Mr. Trump, prosecutors say, deliberately disregarded the truth. We will never give up. We will never concede. Prosecutors say the former president launched a, quote, criminal scheme shortly after Election Day joined by six unnamed and unindicted co-conspirators, including attorneys and officials. One appears to be Rudy Giuliani, whose attorney said Mr. Trump was acting in good faith. The former president defiant, dismissing the charges, asking on his social media platform, quote, why didn't they bring this ridiculous case 2.5 years ago? They wanted it right in the middle of my campaign. That's why. The former president's top 2024 rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, tweeting, one of the reasons our country is in decline is the politicization of the rule of law. But Mr. Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, says the indictment, quote, serves as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. According to the indictment, Pence took contemporaneous notes of his conversations with Trump in the run up to January 6th. Those notes now in the special counsel's possession. And the judge overseeing this case will be Tanya Chutkin, a former public defender and an Obama appointee. She's become known for handing down sentences in January 6 related cases even harsher than what prosecutors have asked for. Savannah. All right, Garrett Hake at the courthouse for us. Earlier this morning, we had the chance to speak to one of Mr. Trump's defense attorneys, John Lauro. We started with the timing of a trial. The special counsel said yesterday he would like to see a speedy trial. That yes. is 70 days from now. Are you ready uh, to go? Would you like to see a speedy trial? Well, the speedy trial right is the defendant's right, Correct. not the government's right. So we're entitled to understand what the charges are. We're entitled to do our own investigation. The special counsel or the Justice Department, the Biden Justice Department, has had three years to investigate this. Uh, to take President Trump to trial in 90 days, of course, is absurd. The question is, why do they want to do that? If you want to seek justice, then you need to offer Mr. President, President Trump an opportunity to get a hold of all the evidence and understand what the facts are. Well, I assume you're confident you can win this case. Absolutely. We're going to win. Yeah. Would you, at a minimum, say you'd like to see this resolved before the election? I want to get to all the evidence. I want to have a chance to present our case to a jury. This is the first time that the First Amendment has been criminalized. It's the first time that a sitting president is attacking a political opponent on First Amendment grounds and basically making a criminal to, to, to state your position and to engage in political I've got to give you a little time out on that one yeah, because, of we've course... we've never seen that before. Well, the indictment specifically says that, that the president has a First Amendment right to speech. Yeah. He even has a First Amendment right to lie. And, it says and, it right and, here. Absolutely. This indictment is criminalizing conduct, not speech. No, it's criminalizing speech for this reason. What the president saw in the 2020 election was all these irregularities going on. 
Okay, affidavits, sworn testimony, examples of instances where the rules were changed in the middle of the game. He had every right to comment on that and act politically. In a criminal case, what they would have to show is all of that speech was not entitled to First Amendment production. But we're not talking about speech. They'll never be able to do it. It's very explicit. It says, though Jack Smith saw this this very argument coming, it says he is being indicted for conduct using unlawful means of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results. He says. He can speak all day. He can't engage you, in conduct. Of course, you can take action in the political sphere. For example, let's say somebody opposes a law in Congress. Do a filibuster, right? That's political speech. That's political action. There's nothing wrong with that. But what we have, we have something that no one else realizes. There is something wrong with sending no, fake no, electors no, no, trying these, to go beyond no. and around the law. These weren't fake election. electors. These were alternate electors, which John Kennedy did in 1960. It was an exact protocol that was followed previously. Different situation. And Not the indictment all. alleges that some of these alternative electors, I'll use your words, weren't even aware. They thought this would a- only come up a- if there were a legitimate dispute Absolutely. In what President Trump had was an, an actual opinion of counsel that his request to Vice President Pence was completely lawful and completely constitutional. He also had many, will, many opinions of his own that. White House counsel that that was not legal. No, you're, you're entitled to believe and trust advice of counsel. You had one of the leading constitutional scholars in the United States, John Eastman, say to President Trump, this is a protocol that you can follow. It's legal. That eliminates criminal intent. That now, is can, one lawyer he had his White House counsel saying you that was not true. This you don't is have a to fringe legal theory. Here's the thing, though. The government in a criminal case has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt criminal intent and corrupt intent. They have to demonstrate beyond a reasonable doubt that, number one, President Trump did not believe that all these irregularities were true. And number two, that he did something to correct, corruptly obstruct justice. And they can't prove that because everything he did was to get at the truth. Filing lawsuits, asking for recounts, asking Vice President Pence, Pause the pause the counting so you can go back to the states and re-audit. The prosecutor says, let's go to trial. I'm ready in 70 days. Fair enough. You're not ready in 70 days. How he about 90? Three, how about six months? Half, how about before the how elections? How about he had three and a half years? Why don't we make it equal? OK, well, the bottom line is that they have 60 federal agents working on this, 60 lawyers, all kinds of government uh, personnel. And, and we get this indictment and they want to go to trial in 90 days. Does that sound like justice to you? Well, maybe. Is that justice? I, the prosecutor's no, no, not it? here to say. Maybe he's investigating no, no, no. so is that he's justice? ready to go to trial is in 70 days. Is it justice to force a former president of the United States to trial in 90 days when you've had three years to Well, as you well know, no one can force that. As you pointed out, it is They're the defendant's it. right to a speedy trial. Why would a trial? prosecutor ask for that? Why would a prosecutor seeking justice, seeking truth, try to force a trial well, I don't know, but you just someone. told me 10 seconds ago that they wanted to tie him up in court so he can't run for Absolutely. election. Absolutely. And now you're telling the me they're trying to force the, the speedy going trial. On right now. So which one? The election's going on right now. Okay. They want to go to trial so that, so that instead of debating the issues, against Joe Biden that President Trump is sitting in a courtroom. How is that justice? The American people want to talk about the issues. What they don't want to do is relitigate the 2020 election. But that might be exactly what happens. We're going to get more context now and perspective on all of this. NBC senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett's here. And we saw got our chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker standing by. Laura, I mean, this was so fascinating to have this conversation and then get a preview of some of the arguments. So let's take it on from a legal perspective first. Let's finish this First Amendment thing, because we're hearing that a lot. Oh, this is criminalizing First Amendment. This is political speech. Where are we going in this country if you can't speak your mind? 
Is that a valid legal argument? If he had been charged with what he said at the ellipse on the morning of January 6th, I think this would be a different case. The prosecutors have made it crystal clear here he is not being charged for his speech. He is being charged for the means that he used to try to subvert the will of the people by putting forth fraudulent slates of electors and therefore defrauding the U.S. government. It's not about calling the election rigged. It's not about saying that he had actually won. It's about the means that he used to do that. And the best example I can give you is if you look at your bank account today and you see a bunch of money missing, it looks like the bank took it out wrongly. You get to challenge that. You even get to go on TV and say, I think I lost a bunch of money and the bank is at fault. What you don't get to do is to rob that bank or to try to rob that bank. And that is what the Justice Department is accusing the former president of the United States of doing. Another issue that's come up with the lawyers' interviews, and we can see this happening, is an argument that President Trump sincerely believed that the election was stolen. And therefore, you can never prove that he had a corrupt intent to defraud the American people. Is that a valid argument? Well, that'll be for the jury to decide. The issue here, though, is there is a whole bunch of evidence, and this is just in the indictment. This isn't everything they have. In the indictment, they lay out chapter and verse all of the times that Mr. Trump was told by everyone and their mother that the election fraud claims were bogus and that he had lost and that he was aware of it and that he had acknowledged it and on at least some occasions. Now, the jury is going to decide whether that amounts to corrupt intent, but that's the evidence they have. The evidence they have is that he was told and he just didn't want to All right, let's turn for a moment to Kristen Welker on the political side of this. We had a big discussion with the lawyers. You just heard, Kristen, about when this trial might take place. It's really important because if this runs past the election, there is a a world in which Donald Trump could be reelected and there is the potential of pardoning himself or ordering his Justice Department to drop the case. So it's very this issue that we were going back and forth about when is this trial going to happen? Very interesting and very important. Very important, Savannah, because it speaks to the strategy here. Are the president and his legal team effectively trying to run out the clock so that the election is held before these cases go to court? In the meantime, he is trying to build momentum based off of this. From his first indictment to his third indictment, Savannah, he's only gotten politically stronger. A recent poll showing 71 percent of GOP voters do not think that he committed a crime. One poll shows him with a 37 point lead over his nearest rival, Ron DeSantis. Now, look, this cuts both ways, right, because he's seen a spike in fundraising. He said on a fundraising email overnight. At the same time, his legal fees are going up. So his super PAC spent some $20 million in legal fees in the first part of this year alone, Savannah. And that effectively is more than they brought in. So that's the double-edged sword here. And I think the outstanding question, will there be a weight of this that becomes too great? What's interesting, as I turn back to Laura on this issue of a speedy trial, It belongs to the defendant. It's the defendant's right. It's to protect the defendants in the Sixth Amendment. You can't, the government can't just hold you forever and say, oh, we'll try you one day. And there you are in this legal limbo. On the other hand, the defense, so the defendant can say, well, I waive that. Let's stretch it out a little bit longer. But the judge will decide. At some point, the the defendant also can't stretch it out forever. And the judge is also there to vindicate the rights of the public. The public has a right to a speedy trial as the victims of this alleged crime. And the judge is there to serve as a check. And in this case, especially where the alleged crime is about the disenfranchisement of voters, according to prosecutors, the judge is going to have to take that into account, too. Well, it's a fascinating indictment. It goes to the heart of the matter, uh, whether or not this election was stolen. 
we will continue to cover it. Laura and Kristen, thank you. It's a historic day. Now, let's move to some chaotic moments that happened in Midtown Manhattan yesterday. A driver who was fleeing police struck a group of pedestrians. It happened during the evening rush. It all started when police tried to pull over a driver of a stolen vehicle, but the car sped off, slammed into cars, a cyclist, and a lot of people who were just walking down the sidewalk. In all, 10 people were hurt. Thankfully, nobody suffered any life-threatening in, in, uh, injuries. The 20-year-old suspect was eventually taken into custody, now facing a whole list of charges. All right. Quarter after, Craig joins us now. New developments in this case we've been following real closely. Yeah, Savannah Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. The suspected Gilgo Beach serial killer appeared in court yesterday as prosecutors revealed some new evidence for the first time. NBC Stephanie Gosk has been following this story, joins us now with some more details. Hey, Steph. Hey, Craig, good morning. Rex Hearman showed up in court with little emotion on his face. His attorney says he maintains his innocence and they're prepared to go to trial while prosecutors continue to gather what the DA calls a massive amount of evidence from the 13-year investigation. Inside a Long Island courtroom Tuesday, Rex Hearman, the six foot five accused serial killer, handcuffed, standing silently as victims' family members looked on. The hearing was brief, lasting less than 10 minutes, as prosecutors discussed sharing mountains of evidence with the defense. According to the DA, the new material includes eight terabytes of data on four hard drives, with thousands of photos, autopsies, surveillance footage, and DNA reports. You're talking about uh, 13 years worth of investigation. It is a massive amount of material. And that's just the beginning, according to prosecutors, who say the investigation is ongoing and more will be turned over on a rolling basis. The court appearance comes after investigators spent nearly two weeks combing through Hurman's home, removing truckloads of possible evidence, including nearly 300 guns stored in a walk-in vault. Photos from inside the house obtained by the New York Post appear to show how extensive the search was. Hurman's wife, Asa Ellerup, revealing to the Post investigators even removed a piece of the family's bathtub. As the attorney for Hearman's children released a statement Tuesday criticizing police for the state their home was left in, writing, The deplorable conditions they are now left to live in after the roughshod, wholesale upending of their home by police investigators is absolutely unacceptable. Rex Hearman will remain behind bars held without bail, facing three counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of three young women killed over a decade ago. His attorney says the 59-year-old maintains his innocence and won't take a plea deal. There have been hundreds, if not thousands, of leads in this case. They very well could have the wrong guy. Hearman also remains the main suspect in the disappearance of a fourth woman. This is the first step in uh, the process of, of proving those allegations. Hearman's next court appearance is in late September. With evidence still coming in and possible additional charges, it could be a while before this case goes to trial, guys. All right. Stephanie Goss, Steph, thank you. Mr. Roker, what you got in the weather department? Well, we got a lot of heavy weather to talk about. Good morning, everybody. And in the midsection of the country, we've got flash flood watches and warnings from Missouri on into southern Illinois and Indiana. Heavy rain coming on in here. We've got the risk of severe weather, wind gusts of 60 miles per hour, isolated hail, an isolated tornado possible, but the heavy rain is going to be a big, big problem. Mid-Mississippi River Valley, we're talking about four to eight 
inches of rain possible, and the southern Appalachians could see rainfall amounts by Friday three to five inches. So we'll be watching that very closely. Coming up in the next half hour, we've got some stunning photos of the super moon, the, super moon, the blue moon, the sturgeon moon we told you about. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Super blue sturgeon moon. Yeah, All the things. All the things. All the feels. <laughs> All right, guys, still ahead, Lizzo, under fire, the popular music star accused of creating a hostile and abusive work environment by three of her former backup dancers, the troubling claims in their new lawsuit. And then a new overnight, a touching moment. This was 80 years in the making. John F. Kennedy's family retracing his steps as a World War II hero and honoring the people who saved the lives of the future president and his crew. But first, this is Today on NBC. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh-huh. We are back. There it is, 7.30, the bear that has the world talking and people flocking to a zoo in China. But is it really a bear? Some people say it looks like a person in an ill-fitted costume. So we raised the question yesterday. Guess what we did? We said Janice Mackey Frayer. <laughs> okay. She went to bear, the zoo? That yeah. bear or human doesn't know what's coming. So she is going to reveal what she learned in her intense investigation. Okay. You still, you're still very skeptical. I'm, I just can't believe it's not a human in a bad bear suit. But okay. listen, I'm, I'm open-minded. Yes, okay. you are. But you guys think it's a bear. I, I see a bear. I, I think when that bear gets down Look, on all fours, I think it's, yeah. he, he clearly demonstrates with just bear this, behavior. Right. With just but this look frame. chatting. It's like he's discussing tax policy. <laughs> he's just having a little chat. And uh, you did make a good point yesterday about a saggy bottom. Yeah. yeah look at that. Yeah, yeah the bottom. I have saggy. pants that fit like that, <laughs> Shut but up. I try not to wear them anymore. Shut All right. Well, we'll get into that very yeah. important issue in mm-hmm. just a bit. Okay. Let us start this morning with some pretty surprising allegations at the center of a new lawsuit facing music star Lizzo and her team. Yeah, it was brought by three of the Grammy winners' former dancers. Morning News Now anchor Joe Fryer following the story for us. Hey there, Joe. Hey there, good morning. So an attorney for those dancers filed the lawsuit in Los Angeles yesterday. They're making a number of allegations against the popular singer, including sexual and religious harassment and creating a hostile work environment. They say the way they were treated goes against everything Lizzo stands for publicly. 
Lizzo's hit songs are often accompanied by messages of body positivity. While promoting her Emmy-winning reality show Watch Out for the Big Girls, Lizzo told Today she was looking for dancers who matched that message. Finally had the platform to do an open call audition for girls who look like me. But in a new lawsuit filed by three former dancers, Lizzo was accused of weight shaming. One of the dancers, Ariana Davis, says Lizzo called attention to her weight gain with thinly veiled concerns, though she never explicitly stated it. I just had this feeling that they had a problem with the way I was gaining weight. Davis filed the suit with Crystal Williams and Noel Rodriguez. They allege that at an after party at a strip club in Amsterdam where sexually explicit acts were taking place on stage, Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the performers. I briefly touched the performer. I was very mortified. Everyone burst into laughter. It's something Davis says she didn't want to do but felt pressured to do. I did not ask for it. Um, I said no multiple times. According to the suit, the dancers also allege Lizzo falsely accused them of drinking alcohol before shows, and because of that, they were forced to audition for their jobs again. She would pick and choose when she wanted to be professional and when she wanted things to be personal. Both Williams and Davis say they were fired this past spring while Rodriguez resigned. We had already done, it was... Um, In an interview, Davis also describing an interaction with Lizzo. She proceeded to say, you know, dancers get fired for gaining weight. You should basically be grateful to be here. The trio is also suing Lizzo's production company and her dance captain, Shirlene Quigley, accusing her of forcing her religious beliefs on them. Lizzo has not commented on the suit. A champion of positivity on stage, now accused of enabling a toxic work environment behind the curtain. You go from preaching about sisterhood to then turning around and saying that it's a privilege that you know us by name. Efforts by NBC News to reach Lizzo's production company were unsuccessful, and her dance captain, Shirlene Quigley, has not responded to our request for comment. We also want to point out not every claim in the lawsuit was brought against every defendant. I mean, Lizzo's got such an online presence, Joe. What's been the reaction there? What are folks saying on the... Uh so after Lizzo posted to Instagram yesterday without referencing the controversy at all, many fans did react with dismay in the comments. Some other former employees, including her ex-creative director, have weighed in supporting the former dancers and suggesting they witnessed and experienced similar treatment. Some online are also pointing out, by the way, that Beyonce at her concert last night left Lizzo's name out of a lyric that usually lists her along with other artists. Lots of speculation right now as fans react to the news of this well, lawsuit. They'll probably speak out soon, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. All right, Joe. Up, Thank you. Up. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Well, still ahead. Forget sharks, guys. This year, it's the summer of snakes. Oh. On Today in the Wild this morning, Emily Aketa heads out to see why bites are on the rise and the reason might surprise you. But first, Kelly Cobiella has the story of the Kennedy family marking a moment 80 years ago that changed the course of U.S. history. Hey, Kelly. Hey, that's right, Hoda. Ambassador Caroline Kennedy and her son Jack jumping into jellyfish-infested waters in the South Pacific to pay tribute to John F. Kennedy. We'll tell you all about it and hear from both of them right after this. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.
Hi, I'm Nick Friedman. And I'm Lee Alec Murray. And this is The Anime Effect. We're a brand new podcast breaking down the anime and fandom news you care about, revealing just how powerful the effect of anime really is. Every week, we're breaking down the latest anime community developments and what it means for us fans. But we won't stop at just anime. We'll dig into other fandoms we can't get enough of and invite guests we know you'll recognize to join in the discussion. Whether you're a dedicated anime fan or a casual viewer, we want you to experience the anime effect. Tune into The Anime Effect starting February 16th. The Anime Effect is brought to you by Crunchyroll and Sony Music Entertainment. Watch complete episodes on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, we are back, 739 now, with a remarkable story that's playing out this morning, halfway around the world, really. It is. Ambassador Caroline Kennedy, along with her son, Jack Slosberg, completing a special swim to honor her late father, President John F. Kennedy, and the survival story that made him a war hero. NBC's Kelly Cobiea joins us with the details. She just spoke to the ambassador and her son. Kelly, good morning. Good morning to you guys. Yeah, just an incredible story of bravery and survival dating back 80 years. Uh, President Kennedy did everything he could at the time to save his crew, not only from the enemy, but also from starvation in a remote set of the Solomon Islands. And now Ambassador Kennedy and her son have gone back to the Solomon Islands to recreate one of his many swims for help and to say thank you. Ready? Ready? This morning, Ambassador Caroline Kennedy following in her father's wake with her son, Jack. Gliding through the same waters, then Navy Lieutenant John F. Kennedy swam to save his own life and the lives of 10 others 80 years ago. It was just amazing. Um, And I think it really gave me a renewed appreciation for the heroism of my father and his crew and also the Solomon Scouts who rescued him. And it was especially... Uh, meaningful to do it with Jack. On the pitch black night of August 1st, 1943, Kennedy's PT-109 was slammed by a Japanese destroyer. The boat split in two. The crew scattered. Two were never found. The rest swam to an island some three miles away. Their epic tale made into a movie. Kennedy, a former Harvard swimmer, towing an injured sailor the entire way. The swim was pretty difficult, I will say that. And so I have a lot of appreciation and admiration for what my grandfather did and the perseverance it must have taken to survive. For seven days, Lieutenant Kennedy and his crew, thirsty and starving, were losing hope when they came into contact with two local Solomon men who offered to carry an SOS to allied forces. Grabbing a coconut, Kennedy carved, native nose position, he can pilot, 11 alive, need small boat, Kennedy. Ambassador, tell me about the coconut because President Kennedy kept it, didn't he? He did, it's kind of amazing that it, that it, that it did survive, but he kept it on his desk uh, in the White House. And I think uh, probably to uh, remind him how fortunate he was uh, to have been rescued and, um, and what leadership really means. After their rescue, Lieutenant Kennedy was awarded the Navy and Marine Corps Medal along with the Purple Heart. It's really a, a story of great courage and skill and bravery on, on all sides. What I kept thinking about was I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for the courage of Solomon Scouts. One person or a group of people really can make a difference. As for those local Solomon men, Ambassador Kennedy and her son Jack were welcomed by their children and grandchildren. One of their sons given the name John F. Kennedy. 
Ambassador Kennedy and her son both paying tribute to the islanders. It's been a great mix of, of family history, lots of fun and emotion, and some serious work as well. I've been training all my life for this moment. <laughs> I'm so happy to be able to do it with my mother, uh, who beat me in the race. Oh. My dad. <laughs> And still have their sense of humor about it. But they actually didn't swim the entire length, that three miles that President Kennedy first swam uh, with his crewmates to survive to that to that tiny island. They swam just under a mile. Uh, and they said that they risked sharks and crocodiles, or at least they were warned about them, didn't see any. But they did see a few jellyfish, guys. Wow. It's amazing. Just wow, amazing. And think, the fact that they named one of the children oh, John F. Kennedy. It's just, just to think of the former president swimming and towing someone oh, all yeah, that way. Wow. wow. Amazing. Kelly, thank okay. you. All right, thank Mr. Roker. Wow. What yes. a beautiful sight. Oh. So we told you about this, the Sturgeon Moon, the super moon that's because it appears about 20% larger because it's in its the, what they call perigee. The, it's in its orbit around the Earth. This is its closest it gets. And look at some of these images. Just amazing. And we're going to have another full moon at the end of the month, too. So that's kind of cool. Now, the heat, unfortunately, not so cool. We've got 47 million people from Phoenix to New Orleans. We're talking about heat advisories, heat warnings. And with our warming climate, urban centers are even warmer. So hotter buildings and roads absorb and retain additional heat uh, just about anywhere. But down in Texas, where it's going to be really hot, we are talking about temperatures that are about seven degrees on average warmer than the surrounding rural areas with their trees and shade. And that's going to continue today. Record highs likely from Tallahassee, Oklahoma City, El Paso, Houston, New Orleans. We'll probably see records again tomorrow. Baton Rouge, Corpus Christi, Albuquerque, Tulsa, 104 today. But look at the Northeast looking gorgeous. Upper 70s, low 80s from Boston, Philadelphia, Rochester, right on into Saturday and Sunday. Cleveland, you'll be in the low to mid 80s. Chicago, perfect with temperatures in the low 80s as well. And that's your latest weather. Guys. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up, uh, a remarkable gesture from Taylor Swift as the first leg of that record-breaking tour nears an end. Wait until you hear what she just did for the truckers and crew who get all that gear from city to city. Guys, coming up, are you looking for that final summer summer uh, getaway? Sure. I've got a spot for you. Why not Gwyneth Paltrow's guest house? Yes. She's burning that candle that you like. Oh, wait. Wait. Or on Popstart. No, oh, didn't. Okay, Carsey. And then something that we are very excited about. Hoda's got a new project. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful and it is colorful <laughs> in every sense of the word. We'll tell you about it. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. 